It will be early next year before Marshall Islanders know the makeup of their new parliament following this month's election. But our correspondent in Marshalls, Giff Johnson, told Don Wiseman that one thing is for certain there will be a significant lineup of new MPs. Not necessarily changes in the domestic results in many of the um, voting uh, islands, but certainly in some of the closer ones, the current domestic result can be totally upended by just a handful of votes from outside. And the way the system works here is that it requires that postal ballots can arrive up to 14 days after the election day. So the fact is they cannot be counted until after December 4, right? So all the domestic votes ballots have been counted as of last Friday. They're still inputting into their system. This is all manual. One of the great features is nobody can hack this system because it's all manual. But it's just a matter of getting it, you know, all sorted. And you've got about 50 or 60 islands that people vote from. They vote absentee to other islands domestically. And then this is, it's just a complicated, tedious process. But long story short, based on the almost final, still unofficial domestic results, we're looking at probably a third of the parliament will change hands. And some unusual elements to all of this as well, because a number of senior members forced to retire because of ill health. Well, this is true. And we had six members step down and not run this year, which is unprecedented uh, in my experience here. Two of the Paramount chiefs who have been long-standing members of the parliament chose not to run, both for their own traditional chiefly duties as well as age uh, issues, I'm sure, come into play there. And then there's several cabinet-level ministers who were in such ill health that they weren't in parliament for a year or more. So they're out of the picture. So we were going to have six new seats out of the 33-seat chamber, no matter what. But it looks like another five or six will uh, also flip. And one thing that's interesting, this is how these small voting areas go. So as of yesterday, the vote for the Ebon Atoll Nidijela, or parliament member, between the long-term incumbent John Silk, who has been a foreign minister, fisheries minister, he's well-known in the region and internationally, John Silk running for re-election against challenger Marie Milne, who has been mayor for the last four years, making her first bid for the parliament. And the vote result, as of yesterday, is tied at 330 votes each. Now, of course, it's going to change with the postals, but it's just, you know, how these small constituencies can be. So there are votes like that and some others that are just a handful of votes separating candidates in the domestic vote. Yes, one of those, the Speaker, Kenneth Kitty, and yet he was the person or one of the people who was centrally involved in negotiating the compact. That doesn't seem to have done him a great deal of good as far as the election went. You know, people I've been talking to here who watch these things, and we've been talking about the fact that in 2015, 
as the climate cop, whatever that was in 2015. But as the climate uh, summit, you know, got going, and Tony De Bruyne, well, he was a cabinet minister, long-term member of parliament, and he is credited with being a central figure in reaching the Paris Agreement, which you know remains the still the benchmark uh, in global climate negotiations. Well, he lost the election you know, right in the middle of being at the COP and and doing these dramatic things to change the direction of the global negotiations. And I think what a lot of people see is just that, you know, he was so engaged in the international front, you know, he didn't attend as much to the local community. And local elections are just local elections. And so you never know how these things play out. And I've always felt here in the Marshall Islands that issues are really not the primary thing that get people elected. Like I hear people running on platforms of anti-corruption and so on and so forth. But quite frankly, I think it's much more about do people like you? Are you related to people? Do they see you? Do you come to funerals and weddings and birthdays? And, you know, are you an active member of the community? I mean, there just are so many things that go into how you get elected in a small community. And I think some of these bigger issues like the compact I mean, as odd as it may seem, it obviously didn't help in the case of the Speaker. All right. So we'll have a new government, definitely, at what point? So the new parliament will come in. They are obligated to meet on the first Monday of the year, I'm pretty sure. And the first Monday of the year, well, it's a holiday, so it'll be because that's January. It'll be January 1. So they will meet, I guess, the following week. So the the first working Monday, the parliament will convene in January to be sworn in and then to elect a speaker, vice speaker and president. And then we'll know where we're going from there. 